Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on December 3rd, 2023, the first Sunday of Advent. During the communist oppression of Russia, parents used to whisper into the ears of their children as they drifted off to sleep, do not be afraid, Christ is coming soon. This didn't cause them any fear, but rather comfort, because amidst the absolute chaos and violence of the revolution, they had the hope that Christ is going to win in the end. And you know, in these past few years, many people have lamented to me about just the craziness of everything that's going on. And that, for me, is kind of like a catch-all phrase for a whole lot of stuff that's going on in the modern world, a lot of chaos, right? We've got war, broken families, addictions, mental illness, redefining everything that once was stable, economic chaos, pandemics, you name it. We've got everything that's going on, and at a certain point, we human beings have made such a mess that we really do need a divine intervention to set things right, which is why for those who are on his side, Christ's coming is going to be a joyous occasion, for that means that all things are going to be made new when he returns. You know, during Advent, we're not only waiting for Christmas, we're also waiting for the second coming of Christ. How fitting I think it is in this Northern Hemisphere that we await the shortest day of the year coming up in three weeks knowing that afterward, the light will return. So, as we see Western civilization drifting into darkness, Christians will be able to see it with the firm confidence that the light will return when Christ comes again. You know, our readings today make it very clear that every generation needs to be vigilant because Christ may come again at any point. But I do think, in a particular way, our generation is called to extra vigilance for several reasons. Well, first... If you consider that human history is a storybook telling the story of salvation history, every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. The beginning was creation and the fall. The climax was Christ's death and resurrection, which began the process of bringing the world back to its original glory. But the end of the book is when we all live happily ever after in the new creation when Christ returns. So the fact that it's the year 2023 means that we are 2023 pages after the middle of the book. Which means we kind of got to be getting close to the end at this point, right? I mean, in fact, we're actually now about as many years removed from Christ as Abraham was removed from Christ. Abraham's 2,000 before Christ, we're 2,000 after Christ. It's kind of a ponderous thought. Also, I think there are some elements of our modern world that make this time uniquely ripe for Christ's return. For example, never before in human history has the world been so interconnected. Someone can post something in Australia, and it'll be read in Paris in a matter of seconds. And, you know, this has been used for a lot of great good, the sharing of ideas, you know, all kinds of access to one another. But at the same time, there has been a lot of evil. And in fact, Pope Benedict and Pope Francis have both talked about what they call the ideological colonization. That means that we can now export the worst elements of modern culture around the globe. For example, through the influence of American media, We've exported our materialism into third world countries that one time were pretty content with their simple lives. Or, for example, many lucrative grants that first world countries give to third world countries, you know, providing food and clean water, only they, they only give these grants if they promote and comply with first world family planning. In other words, population control. There's another element of our modern world that I think is very unique to this time, and that is that there's a widespread atheism and apostasy, which means leaving the church, that we've never seen before on such a large scale. I mean, people are leaving the religion in droves, and we've never had, really, a culture that's truly secular. Because the word culture actually comes from the Latin cultus, meaning worship. 
It was always some sort of faith that held a culture together, whether it was Christianity or Islam or Eastern religions or just, you know, ancient pagan tribal religions that every tribe held to. But now for the first time in human history, we have a world that is trying to form a culture that's truly secular, a culture without worship, without God, without religion. And since religion no longer binds us together, in fact, the word religion comes from the Latin religare, meaning to bind together, the result then is relativism, the belief that there's no such thing as truth, that we can all just define our own. And never before in human history has this been the prevailing philosophy. Finally, I think a third reason why our modern world is pretty much ripe for Christ's return is just the sheer magnitude of sin that cries out for God's redemption. Now, yeah, okay, sin has always been with us since the beginning, but I think the vast amount of sin is indeed increasing. You know, think about just with social media, how many millions of people every single day commit the sin of gossip and detraction just by posting on social media, right? Consider the fact that every year over 930,000 unborn babies lose their lives to abortion it, just in America alone. That's more than any war or barbaric society could even conceive of in the past. You know, think about the amount of pictures and videos of sex and violence that someone can look up in an afternoon would have been more than the most decadent Roman emperor could ever see in his lifetime. You know, just the ease with which we fall into sin and coupled with the abandonment of God, I think cries out for his intervention. And so that's why I feel like we are so much like those Israelites in today's first reading. Listen to these passionate words that, that Isaiah penned. He said, Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, while you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for. As Christians, really, our whole life should be Maranatha, which is an ancient Christian cry meaning, Come, Lord Jesus, Maranatha. You know, whenever it does come, let us be prepared, with our lamps burning, our faith strong, our hearts expecting him to come, and to bring about the healing that we cannot bring about. You know, the world is not going to be saved through politics, or through laws, or through economics. It's only going to be saved when God radically breaks into human history to return triumphantly, not as an innocent baby like he did 2,000 years ago, but soon as a mighty judge who will bring justice for his people who await his return. And so we watch and we pray, come quickly, Lord Jesus.